call unto thee, O Lord, and send down my life to guide us, for we are weak and afraid, and we lack knowledge. There is no one to hear your plea, no one to answer you, no one to ease your suffering. Lord, have mercy upon us. Hey, hey, welcome to the NY Patriot Show. Here we delve deep into the abyss, covering topics such as occultism, spirituality, secret societies, conspiracies, and the unknown. Join us in trying to put these pieces together and figuring all this shit out. The NY Patriot Show. Welcome back to the NY Patriots show. Uh, today, I'm actually uh, very happy to have this guest on, very special guest. Well, for one, I'm co-hosting this with my uh, my sidekick, my partner, and uh, my other partner in crime besides Lux and Teresa, my boy Lee from Subconscious Realms. Uh, we got him going on, him on today uh, with another special with a special guest that I was looking very forward to talking to. Uh, somebody who had hit me up, and actually, uh, we talked a lot and. Unfortunately, I wish I, some of the stuff she would have gave me I would have seen prior to finishing the Skinwalker series, but you know it is what it is. But I got her to come on today, um, someone that I'm very appreciative that is willing to come on and talk about it. Uh, we have Denise today, who is an ex-Mormon and is going to tell us, I guess, a little bit of, of her story with that. So, um, well, first, uh, Lee, I'll let you introduce yourself. I forgot to already. Sorry about that. If you just want to plug your show and let everybody who no know problem, who you man. are, they should know who you are already if you're on my show, but just in case it's the first time they saw you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, generally, uh, wholesome creator of Subconscious Realms, um, available on Anchor and Spotify. Uh, my Twitter is at SubconRealms33. Instagram is at subconscious underscore realms 33 and email subconscious realms at gmail.com. Nice. And uh, I will have your show notes in the bottom. And then, Denise, uh, Thanks, you don't have anything to plug or you weren't looking to plug anything, so I don't have to worry about that. Right? No, just okay. um, I'm October Sky 0666 on Instagram. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. I'm, on, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not really. So. Okay. All right. So. Try to stay away. <laughs> So basically, I guess um, I guess wherever you feel comfortable starting off, or however you want to get into this, I mean, this I guess the first question I guess is how like like what you were explaining before I decided to start recording. I guess we could start <laughs> off with what how you even ended up in the Mormon Church. I guess if that's what yeah. I mean. um, well, my mother converted. She was raised Catholic, and uh, she converted when I was around the age of five, I believe, okay. somewhere near then, and. Um, so my father joined a little bit later on. Um, he didn't really want to give up, I think, the drinking and things like that. But he, my mother roped him into it by the time I was eight. And um, then they were married in the temple. And I remember that I must have been, I think, 10 or 11 when they were married in the temple, which is um, the one that they were married in was in Santa Monica. And I just remember... When the whole ceremony and everything was done, my mother 
seemed to be mortified, like embarrassed, like even talking about it. And I was so curious about what had happened there that made her like turn beet red, you know, when she oh, would just, wow. and she was like, well, I really can't say, you know, they take an oath in the temple yes. to not speak of certain things. They're given a name. Um, well, I was going have... to ask real quick, if you don't mind me asking, you said she got married in the temple. Like now I, I, uh -huh. I could be wrong now. I've been told now I don't know how marriages go, but I know I like I've been told that like certain like not every Mormon could just walk into some of these huge no. gigantic temples no. as well. Now, do you have to in order to get married there, do you have to have the same privilege in order to go into that temple as well? Or does that not make a difference? No, you have to you have to have had um, you have to be what they call temple worthy. And so that involves wearing magic underpants, you know, the, the garments that are. They're really strange looking, but anyhow, they, you know, they go down to maybe three inches above your knee. Um, they have holes in all the right places. Uh, they're very strange, but anyhow, so that is like, you know, you get these garments if you're temple worthy when you, you know, obey all the commandments. You're part of the priesthood. My mom was part of the Relief Society. You know, you have to obey like all, you know, all of the um, Mormon rules and regulations. So, so say, you know, your family that isn't Mormon could not attend a service inside the temple. That's what I thought. Oh, so it's just for Mormons only? Like, it's even if it's for your kid? Yeah, it's, well, I could, you know, the children could go, I could go. But, um, and, but not to that ceremony, like. Oh, right, right. We were even excluded from that. We were there at the temple. I don't even remember it so much what we were doing there, but just waiting and being, you know, like with these old ladies until they were done. But, um, yeah, it was very, very strange. And, you know, later on, uh, um, just to kind of skip ahead, when I was 12, then we went up to the temple. I was, you know, I grew up in San Diego, so there wasn't a temple there, so we had to go to Santa Monica. And then we would do baptism for the dead. And so that was a very, very strange. And, um, you know, as a 12-year-old, it's very uncomfortable. You know, they put you in this uh, kind of weird, like a white monkey suit almost. And and then the um, there's a, a fount of oxen. I think it's like eight oxen, maybe seven oxen. It's gold. It's big. I think I sent you a picture. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking so, of that now. Right. Yeah. And so it almost goes back to ancient Egypt. When you think, when you see the picture, it's, it's so strange. What does this have to do with, you know, anything with Christ or anything, but yeah, it looks um, like a big fountain or like a big gigantic, like kind of like pool or something with like, well, I noticed like all these, it was very, weird. it is, it, it was huge. Yeah. And so then you step down into it in your weird white monkey suit. And, um, <laughs> I've seen that. Too, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And then, um, and then there's, um, it's like a hazmat uh, suit. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, a temple guy there that's ready to dunk you. And so th there is a, a teleprompter screen and there's names running through the tell. And he says the name of the person who I'm being baptized for, and then dunks me, come back up. The next person dunks me, comes back up. And so they're, you know, they're baptizing it, um, relatives and names that are given to the church. Uh, some of them 
actually came from like the Holocaust victims and the um, the the Jewish the the Jewish religion had they filed a lawsuit against the church and told them to stop baptizing Holocaust victims post mortem. Mm. You know, so yeah, they have eight billion records of deceased people in their um, family research history in Salt Lake City. Wow. So they, you know, eight billion, eight billion, just in just in Utah, just in Salt Lake City. Eight Well, these are records from people all around the world that have died. Oh right. Okay. So these are these Sorry. are names that are given by like church members, or somehow they get a hold of them. And you know that's why they're really they are really strong on genealogy and oh, yeah, they have their uh, family history and records. Yeah, there was a family mm -hmm. search like that's theirs. I think that's that's a Mormon owned site, right? Or like you know, for a database, family search, genealogy. No, familysearch.org, and then they supply a lot of the information to ancestry.com. Twenty three and Me, which you know, like Jalay Maxwell's family is all up and involved in that. So. It's very interesting. Like they seem to be looking for something also with the twenty three and me. You know, like there's something up with that too. I think there's something up with the DNA and the genealogy with them. They seem to be Absolutely there is. You know, I think that they're looking for um uh, keeping the bloodlines intact and certain bloodlines that when I don't know, this is my when they, when they go to wipe everyone out, I think they don't want to get rid of certain bloodlines. They wanna make sure that there's certain people well, look at the triple, you know, the triple strand DNA thing. Oh yeah, you know what that is? yeah, that's really strange. But real quick though, just just so people understand too, because you said it, and uh, I mean, I understand it because I've watched, I have actually found videos and watched it. But like when you're doing this baptism, like you said, you're actually reading off names for other people that have yeah. passed away. So you're not yeah. actually being baptized, are you? No, that's I've already so no, weird, I was already right? baptized when I was eight. Yeah, so, so they do it again for you to like say it for other people instead. Yes, exactly. I'm doing it like, um, yeah, I'm a stand-in for them. Mm -hmm. Which you know, it, and again, think about it. Like when you die and you've been a good Christian and you go to heaven. I mean, the afterlife. I think <laughs> you still isn't be that why Jesus died for our sins? Anyhow, like I don't get it. Like I'm very confused with what their thought processes are. Well, if you think you about know. it, what's the point of the first one? If you're going to baptize me after I'm dead, I mean, what's the, like, why, why do you got to do it twice? Didn't it work the first time? Like, well, you well <laughs> no, the, it's for people who they think, you know, because when oh, the church okay. was created, you know, in what was it? 1823 or whatever, when Joseph Smith brought the church back, the real church of Christ is what they say. Right. So then that leaves everyone out of the mix. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense, but okay. You know what I mean? Like, so there's like just the dark, the dark ages where no one went, to, you know, went to heaven or was yeah. baptized or, you know, and uh, I could, it's I could. Very bizarre. Yeah, they're very, it's very, very strange and it makes very little sense. When you, you know, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Denise, sorry, sorry. No, I, I actually mentioned it to you yesterday, New York Page. My missus was watching. Uh, a new documentary on uh, Netflix, and it was about the Mormons and LDS. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I didn't watch it all, but what I did watch it was, um, oh, it was disgusting. Yeah, actually, you know, that's a good question I want to ask you, Denise, if you don't mind. 
Now, I'm mm-hmm. assuming you were just a regular LDS. This was an FLDS, right? Right, exactly. Now, were they like, did you know of the FLDS also? Or like growing up, did you, what was, um, the, like, did, what I'm getting at, I guess what I want to ask is, was there people that I guess were in what you were in and were like even like saying the FLDS, like that's not for them, that's too much? Did they have nothing to say about it at all? We were taught that they were like just people that went astray, that um, went off and did their own thing. And that they had nothing to do with us. Um, Very interesting. You know, they and the fact of the matter is, it's the other way around. <laughs> it's like that is, <laughs> it's they're practicing the original doctrine from Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery and Brigham Young, uh, but mainly Joseph Smith, uh, who was nothing more than a glorified pedophile womanizer, really, just using you know, like a lot of them do, using yeah. scripture. To his advantage, making that's it up. What I know, that's what I noticed watching that yesterday. It was disgusting. It's so disgusting. And Warren yeah. Jeffs, yeah. another thing about him was... Um, Yo, he was like a, basically a Je- Jeffrey Epstein, if you really think about it. He, he was the same thing. He, oh. had, he, had, he had all these yeah. women so he could just have a multiple, I guess, sexual partner whenever he felt like it. He could just have whoever. Because he had like yeah. 60... Didn't he have like 40 or 60 women? I think, he had, I think he had 63 wives or had 63 wives. Um, that's insane. And if you saw what these women looked like and probably smelled like, uh, you're like, oh. <laughs> God bless you if you well, can handle it. I mean, and not to, I mean, not to get nasty, but I mean, at some point, isn't there interbreeding kind of pro- with them? Didn't that happen anyway? So, I mean, a lot of. Oh, yeah, that's another problem. Now, so later on, I moved to Southern Utah. So I was in San Diego and I grew up like a Southern California Mormon, which is entirely different from a Utah Mormon. And then okay. even worse is the Southern Utah Mormons. They're, it's a very strange thing. Um, they sent all the drags from Salt Lake City down to farm cotton in St. George. And so that's where that city was developed, or that town. And then the offshoot from there um, went to Colorado City, which is on the border of Arizona and Utah. And that's the Netflix um, documentary you guys saw about. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. So there's Colorado City, and next to them, them is even worse, it's called Hilldale. And that's where they really practice, like, the old doctrine, blood atonement, and things like that. And like you were saying, New York, there is um, there are no branches in those family trees, which there are a lot of people that are born with um, deformities, mentally challenged. And when I lived in St. George, they would bring, like, maybe the cream of the crop would come into town. Um, they have a lot of money, by the way. They they like to shop. Um, oh. They like to eat out. I you know I ran a little um, Mexican rest family restaurant in Green Valley, and they would come in, and I would make them you know I pour extra heavy you know margaritas and tequila for them. Um, really nice people, but um, very strange lifestyle. Mm. And now they're they, okay to drink. Because I thought that was a big thing. That's a, right. The Mormons <laughs> do not drink. They do. They do. Yeah. And, you know they, and they, they would bring their favorite wives. They all had favorite wives. I had friends who left that got away. And it was it's horrible for the women who aren't the favorites. Yeah. It's you know, horrible. I was just thinking that. I was like, you stating you have a favorite. Like, how did you just make the other ones feel? Like, that's... Yeah, no, they do. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't help it. It's probably yeah, human yeah. nature, I guess. But at the same time, it, it was horrible for the children who 
whose mother wasn't the favorite. There's a lot of sexual abuse that goes on in these yes. communities. Um, and the inbreeding, like I said, the hospital in St. George, the emergency room, I had a friend whose husband worked in there, and they would have, like, um, some of the kids that were mentally challenged, they'd have them working. They're free labor that they used. I think you saw, you guys yes. probably saw that, that Warren Jeffs is using these. They own nothing, and they work for free. They're slave labor, and that's another way they enrich themselves. Yeah, and, free labor yeah. from the boys. Yeah. yeah. And so, 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 do you know? Sorry, Denise. Do you know what I found? Uh, I found it quite upsetting. Was like you said, uh, there's kids involved. Yeah, uh, and that was disgusting. But what I was really, really surprised about is how much money goes through. Yeah, the LDS. I, I was like, I was shocked. Yeah, and well, and then there's the. Um in a town called Hurricane, they actually set up a place for what they call the Lost Boys, where the Lost, Warren Jeffs, the Lost Boys, when Warren Jeffs took over and the older men that were, you know, in his little circle, they were snatching up all the young girls for themselves and they didn't want the competition. And so teenage boys were being just, and these guys, they grow up in such a stringent environment. They don't understand the outside world. They think that we came to this earth 6,000 years ago. They have no idea about anything and how to survive except for within their own environment and they would literally take like people like i can't even imagine doing that to a dog let alone you know yeah. these boys they pull them away from their families their mothers and take them and just drop them off in the middle of nowhere yeah i and saw was, that they just kicked out a so, whole bunch of kids like a whole bunch of boys because yeah, yeah nobody should be treated like, like that like you said denise real. you don't even treat you don't even treat animals like that dogs uh-uh. No, I would I mean, oh my god. So you you know, so the town started filling up with these lost boys. Now, before Warren Jeffs took over, um from what I understand from people that I knew in St. George that had left, um his father Rulon Jeffs was quite beloved, really seemed like a nice man. Um you know, still again, it's a strange environment. It's it's weird. But he wasn't like this dictator. Warren Jeffs, allegedly, from what I understand, his idol was Hitler, and he studied a lot of, you know, Hitler and um, really? looked up to him. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah. That could be um, for the mind control, though. I mean, you know, some people like yeah. see looking up to Hitler if they're into one. That's to what I think it was people. like. Yeah. Just to wait, because when you look at him, I don't know if uh, Lee, you saw the pictures of him when he was handcuffed. And yeah. Yes, about, I did. Uh, He's such a beta cuck. Look at him. He's like a. It, <laughs> it looks. It looks like a, like what a really sheepish, sly yeah, yeah. individual. I, mean, I know is... you don't judge a book by its cover. I know that, that. I never do that. But it just it was fitting to see his picture. But you know, um, like he wasn't an alpha, and so imagine like you're in that position. How are you going to control? You know, people that don't respect you, or I mean, he's you know not attractive. He's uh, no personality. His father was, like I said, Ruland was seemed to be very beloved by the people that lived there. They had books from the outside. They had television. As soon as he came in to, when he took over, they had no TV, no radio, no no nothing with the outside world. Yeah, Absolutely yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what, what Schwab wants to do. 
<laughs> you know what made me think? Yeah. You know what I thought about when I had watched that stuff about Warren Jeffs and then like even the situation with like, I guess, getting rid of the kids. Like really, it might sound like silly, but I think like you can almost, I could almost say it reminds me a lot of that movie, The Village. Like you yeah. would have people yes. that were pretty much yes. are cut off from the whole fucking world. They're they're very basic living. They all have these colorful outfits like they had over there, mm-hmm. and they were just totally cut off from society. And then it's like you know if that's the truth, and you you dump these kids out there, that's a total culture shock. You're like, well, where am I? I don't even know really what is this stuff. Like hey, this quote, mate. He even changed the quote. He said they could wear red dresses. Yeah. They yeah. Can't wear certain. It's got all the all the plain. I think there was three, three different colours. What I, what I seen anyway, and it's right, but, hard but, to believe. I know we spoke on a few times about manipulation, but yeah. this I've never known manipulation like this. No, and the hair they had that weird kind of wave the women had to do, and underneath yeah. <laughs> now in the summer, like it's it's probably one hundred and eight degrees where they're at too, you guys. And in the summer, they still wear long sleeve, and they wear, you know, long underwear. And the men do, too, and they're working in the heat. And they wear, you know, It's almost long like long feature. johns underneath their clothes, really. Yeah, they cover themselves from head to toe. So they're, you know, they're taught, I mean, they're really repressed. They're taught a lot of repression. Um, and it's really sad, like, um, the girls really have no say in anything. And, uh, yeah, that's a hard life for them. Yeah, I bet. I mean, honestly, Denise, I, I, I wish. I'm glad I didn't, but at the same time, I wish I'd have uh, watched it all. Yeah, I had a hard time watching it, but I wanted to finish it. New York told me it was it was on. I'm like, oh, I need to check this out to see. Yeah. And um, I was like, wow, surprisingly, they did a really good job with it. Um, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, it's surprising that, sure. that they actually got that out. Yeah, they did. They did a really good job. But I think yeah. it kind of fits into the whole Me Too narrative, like how repressed women are. Like, that is the most yeah. extreme thing. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I, I wondered didn't expect about that, it to be like that. I know, I know things were a bit hard on the French fucked up. Uh, there's no other word for it for me. It was, it was hard to watch. It's very hard to watch, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know what I thought was weird that they showed in that series? Well, one, that place that he was taking the kids to, I think that he was marrying them. I forgot. Was it in El Dorado? Yes. 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 Oh, my God, that's what I wanted to ask you about, is he was having sex on a, there's a bed Mm. in that temple, right? Is that like it almost reminded me of like a sex magic kind of um, ceremony? He was doing it with underage girls, like twelve-year-old girls, and people stood around and watched him. Like yeah. what in the world? Yeah, yeah and what about the he... copper? There was a copper in it, an actual police officer. Was it a? Was a fifteen or a sixteen-year-old? Now you wouldn't expect a police officer to know that that's wrong. Yeah. Well, Especially they, when it's like a middle-aged man. Yeah. I don't know if he was employed by them, though. Um, the police and everything in Colorado City and, like, in El Dorado. Um, actually, El Dorado, they weren't, they weren't LDS, were they? They were just regular people, and then they moved in. 
Yeah, the thing I thought was interesting though is that when they showed you them, like I guess going to El Dorado, because they thought that they thought that that was the Zion, or that's what Jeffries was saying. When they show you the sign going into El Dorado, there is literally on the sign for the El Dorado. There's another sign for a Freemason lodge right there on the same sign that they showed you when they're entering El Dorado. It even shows a Freemason sign on it too. So I was like, is that why he went to Texas? Anything to do with Freemasonry? I just thought that was interesting too. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and even the hotel, I thought was weird that he was like, he was basically, I think it, from what I got out of it, when he was doing like underage girls, it seemed like he was taking them out there or if he was marrying on anybody mm-hmm. who was underage to somebody else, they took him to this one place and like, it had a spa there too, but it looked like a rundown motel, but yet it had a spa and all this stuff. I just thought, like, even that place itself was very, like, shady. And I'm was like, that in Nevada that they went to, that place, that hotel, where he was able to get away with marrying the 15-year-olds? Yeah, neither was – yeah, I could have been wrong. Maybe that was Nevada, and I'm screwing that up, and then they eventually went to El Dorado for Zion. But I do know that yeah. there was a hotel, a motel that he was using, that he was either marrying uh, off underage girls to other members or to himself. And they even said that sometimes – when they would get the birth certificates, the husband or the father, they would make up a name sometimes. So now, like, the child will actually have a completely different last name. And now, like, like I've also often yeah. wondered, is that a way of, like, people... You're going to have a kid, but there's no connection to you. Like, now it's going to have a completely different last name than your real last name. It's just, like, when it comes to cults or, like, secret societies or, like, I was gonna say, keep yeah. people in the family but unassociated... That's a real good way to do it because now you have a completely different last name, but yet you are part of that family. You know, it's very right. Weird. Well, that's what they do in secret societies. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. That's why I thought that was yeah. very interesting because I was like, you know, you're gonna have a kid and now change it. You're changing its last name from yours. Actually, like I just thought it was very weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very strange. And then, um, and there's other like FLDS um, offshoots, you know, because they don't always agree with who should be the prophet and another man will be, you know, thinks he should be the prophet because he's getting voices in his head telling him, you know, it's, it's not schizophrenia, it's divine revelation. And so they, um, so then they start their own little offshoot and they're all over Utah. There's one big one, the Kingston family. And I had a friend who escaped that family and she was scared for her freaking life. She got her two kids and got the heck out of there and was hiding out in southern Utah. Um, play to her. Wow. It was, yeah, it, it was uh, the stories I'm just like, wow. You know, you just can't even believe what the women, well, not just the women, anyone who isn't high up in these communities, you know, it's a, it's. You're basically like a sl- kind of almost like a slave in a sense, right? Or just- it really is. Oh, and the and the the homes in Colorado City, so they don't have to pay property taxes. I don't know if they showed it very much in that um, documentary, but they're all unfinished. Like they won't have like proper foundations or um, the you know it's still like plywood up or on half the house, like so they don't have to pay any property tax or something to do with that. So. Everyone's no, living in, yeah, they, yeah. they, yeah, they play the government. Um, that's another thing is that they have all the wives who aren't married on welfare and they go into Southern Utah to get their, um, you know, their, their 
food stamps and their money and everything. So they're living off the government. And I don't think I don't think mm -hmm. Arizona it pays for it. I used to see them around St. George all the time in southern Utah. And so they're getting money, they're getting medical, they're getting food. And their husbands, you know, are just raking in the dough. They turn everything they have over to the husbands. Yeah, that's, that, that will explain a little bit why there's so much money going through. Yeah, it's just, you know, completely criminal. And and when they try to bust in and, and get those kids away, like they showed in, you know, El Dorado when they took those kids and put them, like, 400 of them on a bus and how traumatizing it was. Oh. Um, they tried to do that in 1957, and... The Mormon Church was mortified. Um, it made the Salt Lake Tribune, and they did. They try to keep the polygamists hush hush. They don't want any attention on them. They very much want to separate themselves from them. And every time it hits the news, it just they just look even worse again. You know, because they're having a hard time separating themselves from the polygamists who. Think about like Warren Jeffs and Joseph Smith and how similar they must have been. Um, you, you know, like that they're practicing the original doctrine, and and then you think of all the people that maybe joined that church during that era, and I think they might have been maybe the dregs of society, not the brightest birdies in the tree, you know. Yeah. Um, and so in the beginning, and um people that were maybe lost just looking for something to hold on to and were easily, for help. E well yeah i mean easily manipulated yeah. and yeah yeah but when you watch more jeffs you can maybe understand a little why the mormons might have been persecuted more um and then you've got joseph smith uh, running he wants to run for president he's printing his own money <laughs> He's burning, yeah, yeah. he's burning down like other publishing houses and yeah, building not, his own. Yeah, he burned them. It's almost hard to believe in it. They put out yeah. an article on him who's talking bad about him and he burnt the place down. I mean, that's fucking yeah. crazy. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, so, you know, you can understand why people were running them out of town. You know, like it, it kind of makes sense. Like you're just stirring the pot. Marrying other people's wives, you know, he was he he would send these men off on missions, and they go to England, and then um, he he'd start betting their wives while they were gone. I mean, oh, and oh wow, and another yeah. thing that was very common, you guys, in Salt Lake was I had a friend who her you know her grandmother came there during you know when they first started settling the valley there. <clears throat> I say settled, but I think that it was probably already there. But just based on logistics, I don't know how they built up for, you know, million-dollar temples with people who showed up in wheelbarrows, basically, and the clothes on their back. But that's a whole other rabbit hole. Um, but they would, they would pick all the youngest and the best-looking women for themselves. Well, the idea behind polygamy was that there weren't enough men. They had all died during the persecution and the battles with, you know, the Gentiles. And so they were just, they allegedly had to um, practice polygamy to recoup, you know, and to protect the women and the children. But that's not what was happening at all. Oh, that's a slick way to try to uh, justify it. Huh? Very, very <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> that's, they, Yeah, that's they were crazy. grabbing the youngest and the prettiest 
women for themselves. And when um, Utah became a state and Brigham Young agreed that he would stop polygamy and he signed all the paperwork and everything to, you know, take over, um, he grabbed a 17-year-old wife, right, like the day before and um, married her. And she became his favorite. He built a house for her, a mansion that they lived in. And he was probably, I don't know, he must have been close to 70 years old when he grabbed that 17-year-old girl for a wife. Wow. Do you, you don't happen to remember the name Do you of that one? Of the 17-year-old, the youngest yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. I don't, but oh, okay. um, I can oh, get it to you. No, I was just wondering if it was, because uh, I do know, like I remember showing in, the, in our series, you know, there was a Lucy Bigelow that he married. And oh, end up going to Lucy oh. Bigelow Young, a Lucy Young, and I just I had always wondered like is that you know somewhere where the Bigelow name uh, connects? Yeah, with, you know, yeah. There's something. Rich. There's some connection there, isn't there? I, I think there has to be. Uh, yeah. You know what I wanted to ask you too, if you know of, uh, you know, from maybe hearing things um, or whatever, the missionaries. You know, when they do these missions, I mean, do you think there's something behind that besides just trying to go out and do nice things and try to convert, like? Do you think there's other stuff behind that? What do you mean specifically? Well, because I know, like, they have sent them to Mexico. Like, sometimes, like, is it a cover for, like, uh, them being, like, maybe a secret society trying to look for something or investigate something or archaeology? Like, I've often just wondered, like, is there something else behind these missions than what's really going on? Um, I don't, with the people that I've known in my life that have gone on missions, I would say probably not just okay. because they're very... Uh, again, you know, growing up Mormon, you're very sheltered and very naive about everything in the world. And um, these, they do send them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they are, but I don't think so. All right. No, I just found that, that I know Young. I think was him and Oliver Crowdy were pretty big on like just wanting to send people to Mexico to convert the you know the, the, the Indians there or the Mexicans there. Oh yeah, or, yeah. But then no, they I also think... have like that Chichen Itza. Uh, a, a, you know, pyramid that they'll go to. Some LDS people will go to. So I was just wondering, was there something up with that missionary? I mean, yeah. higher up, that could uh, um, higher up. I think there might ha there might be some agendas um, related. I know that one time I met a man who was um, very high up in the Mormon Church, and he and he would fly down to Mexico before I, there was a, a, a in the Yucatan, and he would just still like literally still all these, you know, on these archaeological digs and put him in his plane to fly back. There was no one telling him he couldn't and not to. And he, I think he was grabbing them for the church from what I thought, you know, from what he said. Um, so, yeah, they, they would go in and pillage certain places. I don't know. I don't know. Right. What. No, no, that's fine. I was just wondering if you happen to know. I mean, is at all or ever seen or heard anything. Yeah, well, the church leaders, you know, kind of run that Salt Lake like, um, like the Pope runs the Vatican, you know, like, it's like <laughs> and there's a lot of secrets there. And I don't know if you guys have heard about like Mark Hoffman and the Salamander letters that no, were for. Oh, you told me about that. I find that could you, if you don't mind, maybe go into that a little bit. A little bit. Um, gosh, it's been a long time since I've read it, but Mark Hoffman was, um, he would find all of these old ancient documents. He was a historian, and um, he got it in his head to forge a letter, and it was called the Salamander Letter, and it basically talked about Joseph Smith 
um, receiving um, information and revelation from a white salamander, and so the and so he had forged it, and um, and he wrote this letter in the and the church leaders he had they were scrambling to get their hands on it, and he was like basically selling it off to the highest bidder, and they wanted to buy it and put it away, secure it away. And I can't remember how much he sold it for. And then and then it was discovered that it was a forgery and people were on to him. And so he started setting off these bombs. Um, anyone who was close to understanding what he was up to, he was uh, he would put a car bomb. And he almost blew himself up, and that's how he got caught. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, anyhow. What a yeah, there, I mean, there's more. There's much more to it, but it, it basically it shows how the the higher ups in the Mormon Church really try to hide the real history and don't want anyone getting their hands on it. So, and, and if people are listening, you can go actually Google the Salamander letters. You might have to put in the name a Mormon LDS or something. But I did find I was able to find yeah, some you can stuff find about it. it too. Yeah, and there's a there. I mean, there's a book I read it back in the eighties. I think it's called the White Salamander Letters. I can't remember who the author was. And then there's another one called Under the Banner of Heaven, and then that's by John Krakauer, who's like an excellent writer. And um, he went into what happens to people when they really delve into the original doctrine and teachings, you know, from Joseph Smith, and how bonkers they go. Like it, it straight up leads to insanity, where they think they're getting revelation. And they're doing things like blood atonement, um, killing in the name of God. Um, yeah, actually, do you mind for a little bit going into what a blood atonement is? Blood atonement is where you can take someone's life if you feel like they are um, oh, interfering with God's work or God's plan. So let's say that you think that you're you were called to be the prophet. And someone else says, no, I think I'm the prophet. And this other guy really believes that God is talking to him. And so he can off the other guy. Um, so that's, that basically that the excuse of being justified for killing somebody. Holy shit. Yeah, but that goes against the Ten Commandments, right? Oh, sure. They, yeah, but they, so it really, none of the stuff lines up. Um, and it does remind me of, you know, like secret societies where they swear you to like an oath of, you know, secrecy or, you know, they take your, cut your throat. I don't know. I think that Joseph Smith might have been, you know, the church seems to be almost constructed, like almost like a Masonic society. Mm-hmm. And, and if he was a Mason and he started exposing all of these things, you know, through church, you know, and um, behaving and teaching everyone, you know, all around him about the Masons and the rituals. And, I mean, he was really exposing a lot. Uh, I don't know if he was supposed to do that, if, yeah. you know, they set him up for that, or if he he just went off on his own and decided to sort of plagiarize all of that. And, um, but he died for it when he when they shot him. What's the thing he said? Um, uh, I'm the son of a widow, or a Masonic cry for help. 
And I so when he goes, I heard that. Neil Elgott, I'm the son of a, I'm the son of a widow or something to that effect. Yeah, so, there was something he, I think he said, or he might have even have done like the Mason. He, uh, yeah, I had he read did. that he did something to try to like, oh, uh, like yeah. show a Mason sign, but it didn't help. He still got well, supposedly still got killed. Who knows? Right, and then he had that Jupiter, the yeah, Jupiter uh, medallion on his chest that he was wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, very much into the cult and masonry and all of that stuff. So. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, well, from what I rem- if I remember correctly, I think like the first quorum, I don't know how you say it. I might be saying it war- wrong. Quorum, the tw- 12. Quorum. Quorum, yeah. Quorum I think quorum. they were all, all Masons, the first 12 that he made, too. Yeah. I yeah, I think that's so strange. And then I just wonder if Brigham Young was the guy that had him off. You know, you he- said that to me before, and I, I do wonder that myself because it was a lot for him to gain because after right? the fact. He gained everything. Mm-hmm. He gained everything. And then there was the Mount Meadow Massacre, you know, that happened in 1857. And they said they had to do it because uh, that group was the group that had something to do with killing their prophet and blah, blah, blah. It had nothing to do with that whatsoever. Denise, what was that called? The Mountain Meadow Massacre. And that happened in... Mountain Meadow. So... So it was one of the richest wagon trains to come through that area. They had a thousand head of... um, a certain type of cattle that were very expensive. They had thoroughbred horses. They had carriages. They had gold. They had tons of money. They had fabric. They're going to San Francisco. These people were freaking loaded, the Francher family. And there were about 140 people. And so they, you know, allegedly the story is that they thought they were a threat and that's why they had to kill them. Like, no, there was a saying in Utah when I lived there, it make it really easy for you to come and really hard for you to get out. And uh, it's because they would steal everything. And so they knew Brigham Young, he ended up with one of their carriages driving around in Salt Lake City. Wow. Um, a lot of the beautiful like fabrics and clothing were all doled out all over Cedar City, given away. Um, the children that they didn't murder, they blamed it on the Indians, by the way, and the Indians yes. had nothing to do with it. And then they finally and, pinned it on one dude, right, from the Mormons. One dude. Yeah, John Lee, on. who was the adopted son of Brigham Young. Of all the crazy things, this was like the, one of his like closest people to him. And um, if yeah, I, they, if I remember he, he correctly, took the route. if I remember correctly, Denise, I, I could be wrong, but I think like you know, and who knows what I what I was reading online is true, but I think they had like kind of um, arrested, indicted a few people, and then all of a sudden. I think it was like, nah, I think we're going to get rid of all these people. The only charge is Lee. And then I think, if I'm correct, that the whole jury was all Mormons too. And then they convicted him. Yeah. So it yep. even seems like, was this just like, we're just going to pin it on this guy? It was very weird. And then I don't know if, do you remember the date of when that happened? If they're not exactly sure which day it happened, but I do find it very weird that the Mountain Meadows Massacre according to Wikipedia or other sites, happened anywhere between September 7th and 11th. Right. They so say it like, happened on the 11th. The so actual I, murders happened on the 11th, but they had uh, surrounded the wagon train starting on the 7th. Yeah. So that makes me think of, so, uh, you know. The, so 9-11 is when they slaughtered them. And then you got the, the 7th, which could be building, interesting. building 7, really? which came down as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah started on the weird. 7th and ended on the 11th. But yeah, isn't that strange? Like two really like 
two um, mass murders on 9-11. Yeah. I thought that was a very weird. Yeah, um, that is very strange. Like coincidence. Well, the this me uh, is uh, it's brilliant. I don't mean it's brilliant to happen. I mean it's brilliant that the disinformation is being shared. Yeah, um, it kind of shows their occultic leanings, you know. No, oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I um, even, even thinking about that whole blood atonement uh, or the bloodletting or whatever you call it. I didn't know it was to that extreme, um, and that that honestly sounds very thalemic like to me too, in a sense. I the blood say. atonement. Yeah, like you know, if, yeah. if someone's going to, if you think someone's going to harm you, you have the right to kill them. So I mean, yeah, Prima, this is this is uh, as extreme as it comes. This I, I've never, I've never heard of anything as um, extreme to this, especially it's involving kids as well. And it's yeah, well, and, and that's the FLDS, and they're really, I think, the Mormon Church of all the crazy things protects them in a way because they don't want any. They don't want any attention on them whatsoever because it makes them, it comes right back to them and makes them look bad. And the church is, the Mormon church now is not even a church, you guys. It's a brand. Mm. I don't know, like New York and maybe Lee, I don't know if you looked it up, but they're worth billions of dollars. Their investments are from everything to pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals to Disney to American Express. Um, there's Merck, there's, I, I saw the list, I couldn't even believe it. I mean, Coca-Cola was one back in the day, but they have their hands in media, they have their hands in pharmaceuticals, banking, they own, real they estate. They own like a fifth of the, fifth of the property, or the, well, the fifth largest property owner in the United they States. They own a million acres in the United States, so they actually own more than Bill Gates, which um, oh. might be a good thing. But, and that's... <laughs> That goes me back to another thing, you guys. What I wanted to, t and I think I may have mentioned to you, New York, before about how they have plans to take over when the government fails. Yes, I, uh, yeah. I was going to bring that up eventually. I was going to, yeah. yeah, I wanted you to get into that because I find that very interesting and even the Missouri stuff. So take it away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so um, growing up, I would, you know, I, I would always hear these whispers. I didn't know what they were talking about, like the trilateral commission, the trilateral. Commission is taking going to take over. They want a one world government. We don't want that. Um, John, they talk about John Birch all the time, and so um, there is this thing in the Mormon Church where there are a lot of preppers, and they believe like that that the, um, the United States is going to collapse, and that they're going to come in and put the government back together themselves and set it up the way they would set up basically how they run their, you know, church communities and things like that. And so they could really realistically do it with all the money and property and, and um, farm and ranch land that they have. And um, I don't think that's it. You guys, you and Lux, I think, read off all the, the um, people that are Mormon in government. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there is. You can actually look that up. There is like a list yeah. you can find online that actually shows you every yeah. like, government person that was a Mormon. Yeah. Yeah, but and, I uh, think uh, he listed like famous people and actors. But there is a list for politicians. Right, and um, Mitt Romney is probably the most famous. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And his background, he comes from the polygamous sect in Mexico. So, and then his father was the governor of Detroit, uh, governor of Michigan. So. Oh. 
very interesting. I didn't know he was part of the the Mexico part. Yeah, and the Mexico part. Oh, you're dropping some bombs here with the. Um... <laughs> I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sure. in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I find interesting really too, and I and I think uh, I, I came across it. I think a Lux might have sent it to me, and it was something we didn't cover. But he was just like, "Yo, check this out. This might be interesting." Um, they seem to play it off as that the Mormons and like the uh, I guess like whatever local uh, fuck I forgot the names you know drug dealers out there I forgot the names that they call these things cartel yeah cartel yeah like yeah. they kind of like go to war with each other or the Mormons like try to like keep them away and they got like all these like booths set up and they're out there with yeah, their guns yeah. making sure they don't come in and like I'm wondering is that like a facade. It might be because they seem to be involved in human trafficking as much as anyone else. And those cartels, I oh. think they mentioned in that in that actual Vice thing that I watched too, because I do think it was a Vice thing. I could be wrong. They mentioned that what I found was weird, and I started wondering: Is there some kind of trade going on over here? The cartel, whenever they get busted, always American weapons, and the cartel yeah. that they seem to be close to is always missing kids. Yeah. So is this some sort of trade or convenience going on here? I don't know, but it just seems very fucking weird. And I was like, I don't it's think not, I don't it's think it's this not is a stretch to think that that's what's going on. I mean, they kind of did that with the Indians and worked against the American government back in the day. You yes. know, they sort of you know, they work together as an I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, and we'll yeah. we'll keep those damn Gentiles away. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you know, the promised land is in Missouri, FYI. Just when things get bad, you might you might want to, you know, they would talk about how, like, people will probably gather on the highways and, you know, the saints will meet in Missouri. And so we'll, you know. If we see on the news. There won't be any cars or trucks or anything. The whole system will break down. And so the meeting place is in Missouri. So I guess if there's a massive cars going to Missouri or massive people going to Missouri, we know what's up. The Mormons yeah. Why was now see the thing I thought was weird and I, I thought maybe you'd might know and I didn't want to ask you beforehand because I wanted it to be a surprise or whatever. Um I know like they they came from from I think if I have it correct. It was basically New York, Ohio, Missouri, and then Utah. That uh-huh. they kind of traveled. Why now why if they already I understand they left Missouri because of Joseph Smith getting, I guess, killed. But now they want to go back. So is that like they think that their promised land is really back there, even though Utah is fucking huge with them already. They believe they need to go back to Missouri. Yeah, I think um, I don't know where that comes from, but I know like right now, if you look it up, Missouri has the cleanest water in the United States. I don't I don't think that has anything to do with it. Just maybe a lucky break. Whoa. But um. No, I don't know why Missouri. I really don't. I couldn't tell you why, but... Um, I wonder if that has anything with Joseph Smith dying there and they want to go back to... Well, he died in Nauvoo, Illinois. Oh, that's right. That's right, in Illinois. That's right. I left out Illinois. Yeah, I think, yeah. They right, Illinois, so they yeah. came from Palmyra, New York, which, you know, that, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Like, you really stumbled onto something New York with this, you know, Mormons and Skinwalker, but um, New York is a hub for old occultic stuff going oh, on. Oh, fuck yeah. Especially, even lo- believe it or not, Long hell? Island a lot too, and people don't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is going on in Hudson Valley? And, you know, I was trying to, like, see how far um, Hill Kimura and Palmyra is from, you know, Hudson Valley, but 
And then I was watching Manny Grossman and this like 6,000-year-old death cult, you know, that's in New York and Untermeyer Park and Yonkers. Yes. Right? And Maria Abramovich lives in the Hudson Valley and her neighbor is George Soros. But this whole thing just got me thinking about all the, you know, the all the voodoo magic going on in New York, like, and Joseph Smith happens to come from there. Yeah. And I think, you know, they were in Vermont, which is also, you know, um, they left Vermont. They had to get away for whatever reason. I don't know. But originally the Smith family was from there before they moved to New York. Oh, okay. You know, I thought I might have actually seen Vermont. Like, I think uh, when I was looking at Mary Gibbs, uh, I think it mentioned something about Vermont when it was showing like the traveling and where the family was from. But she yeah. did connect. I think I could be wrong. Maybe that was one of Joseph Smith's. I forgot already. There's so much stuff I covered. Might have been one of his wives, but I remember there was a Mary Gibbs that I looked at, and I do think it. I think Vermont. that was one of his wives. There. Yeah. I mean, I think he had forty some odd wives when he died, and one of them. Another story. I'm just kind of jumping all sure, around, sure. but back to Joe Smith. Um. There was a couple that happened to die, and um, they left their two daughters to Joseph Smith to raise, you know. Uh, they oh. they must have died, like, during the wagon train thing. I don't know. But anyhow, he ends up marrying a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. He took those oh. wives. So, again, this goes back to Warren Jeffs, who's no different than Joseph Smith, if you think about it. Yeah. Very much the same. It was, you know, it was funny when I was, uh, and I, you know, I was like, wow, I was like, it's funny how they are very strict about this, but now it's just, I, we were looking up, uh, I think at one point I was just Googling everybody's name who was on the Skinwalker Ranch show. Now there are people that are on that show that aren't, do not come up as an LDS member, but that name comes up as an LDS member from in the past. And I think there was one that was called Thomas Winterton. I might be wrong. It could be the wrong dude from Skinwalker Ranch, but there was a dude on that show that has the same name as a guy who actually got castrated as an LDS member because he wanted to take somebody else's wife. I was what? like, that's funny. They'll castrate you for that. But then, you know, you can marry 12-year-olds. That's okay. But if you want somebody else's oh, yeah. wife, they're going to castrate you. And like That's the, insane. I've yeah, not heard that one. Yeah, and the big thing is is that when you look it up and you hear about the castration, like the whole thing is is like, oh, it, it was did Brigham Young say that was okay or was it done without his okay? Like that's the whole thing. Oh my gosh, I can totally see see that. I mean, there are rumors again, like this lady that I knew when I lived in Catalina, her her family was there when they first got to the Salt Lake Valley. And um, they said, if you disagree, there are like bodies all around, like buried six feet under all around the outskirts of Salt Lake City. You know, if you didn't agree with anything he was saying or doing, they would... That's I think they were still practicing blood atonement back then. I wouldn't because be you'd find yourself, you'd find yourself in a bad way if you disagreed with them. And even in Southern Utah, when I lived there, there seems to be like this very kind of dark underbelly that runs through there, like this subculture of darkness. You know, um, I don't know. You know, these families—they come from the the families of the original settlers, and so epigenetically speaking, it still might just be bred into them. I don't know. Yeah, that's... Could be. Yeah. Could be. 
Now, you know, that that would make a little bit of sense, actually. Yeah. Not that anything makes sense with all this. It's, uh, yeah, right? It's, yeah. Hard, it's, hard, it's hard to... Um, make sense of it. To think that any kind of people would do any, any, any part of this. Right. It's a shame, especially, like I said, the kids. That's what's... Yeah, and that... And that really hard. But I have to say, like, I think, you know, not to completely bash on Mormons, because they really are, I feel bad, and why I would want to expose this, and how it is, you know, I've been having this argument with my mother since I was 16 years old, probably, and I finally gave up, because it makes her happy, but, um... They're being led astray. You know, they really believe in their church. They really believe in the authority. And it's just a complete fraud. And these people are good people. They're very they're very naive, you know. I was really sheltered. Like, I wasn't allowed to date till I was 17. Like, I really didn't understand, you know. They have you locked into going to church so much that you don't have a chance to think or even understand what's going outside on outside of church, you know, you have Monday night was family home evening. Tuesday was primary. Wednesday was mutual. Thursday was something else. Friday was like family dinners. You'd have your home teachers, your visiting teachers, the Sunday school sacrament. I mean, like uh, Saturday night dance or whatever. But I'm trying to think of one day where they weren't in my face growing up. Uh, it's, all, I mean, it's like it's like uh, it's a, people. I mean, any, any living creature shouldn't go through uh, so, such a level of suffering like, like these people are. Yeah, yeah. It's they don't just know, wrong. You know, they, It's strange, though, because they don't know any better, and a lot of them, you know, um, I don't think they're happy. But they don't look at it at all, do they? they don't, yeah, they don't think yeah, that there's don't. anything wrong. That's what really Everything's makes Everything's wrong sense. about it. Everything's wrong about it. Yeah, I wanted to ask you if you have uh, ever heard of any of the stuff with them thinking that they are descendants from the giants. With oh, the, definitely with the red hair. Yes, ah. I have heard. I'm not, I've not heard that, but that I, would that I, would freak me out because I think that the Nephilim <clears throat> are descendants of Satan. So that would. I have come across that stuff where they think that the supposedly the giants with the big heads and the red hair might be their descendants in Jerusalem when the uh, when the people originally left Jerusalem and somehow made it over here. And and when I was watching Skinwalker Ranch, you know, I, I hate to keep you know I'm not going to keep trying to bash and shit on this show, but I really do think they're showing you Mormon shit. Again, uh -huh. the same dude. I it's the same. I know for a fact it's Thomas Winterton. Now I can't remember, like I said, if his names, if that's the name that fits the guy who got castrated. I could be wrong. Could be another person on that show. But Thomas Winterton, he was a guy on that show that had a couple of problems. At first, they didn't want to disturb the land because one time when they did, this guy Thomas Winterton, the back of his head swelled. He had to go to the fucking hospital. Oh, then something else it, happened again on the ranch, and his head. Head swelled. I'm like, are you just trying to show us the motherfuckers with the big skulls right now? Is that what you're trying to show? 
I'm like, this is too many coincidences. Yeah, too many coincidences. Oh, I'm fucking up the word. <laughs> oh, there's another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you know about the Grand Canyon, right? The uh, Egyptian ruins down yes, there? Yes, I looked. I think you told me about that, and I looked into that. Yeah, and the Smith. And you it's know, that even so made me fast. wonder about the Smithsonian. I'm like, where the fuck did Smith come from with the Smithsonian? <laughs> Yeah. Oh Joseph Smith, Smithsonian. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but they're you know, they have someone guarding like the tunnel down there. There's supposedly all this gold. There's the mummies, like art, and at least they say fifty thousand people could live in the tunnels that are you know, the oh. tunnels that are in there. Um and the guy that discovered it the guy that discovered it, because the Mormons seem to discover all this stuff. They do, you guys, they do. Um his name was Kincaid, his last name is, I can't remember his first name, it's not Thomas. Not the tacky artist, Thomas Kincaid, but his last name was Kincaid. And he came in to, you know, he was the guy that that found those those um, artifacts. Like, it, it's just amazing. And allegedly, you know, like, um, I was told by um, Phoenix Enigma, his girlfriend, he's like a, a, a travel guide here in in Arizona, and he said, absolutely, absolutely, it's there, 100%. Yeah, I think, uh, hasn't the Smithsonian supposedly had, like, uh, like something at one point, like, an, uh, you know, an exhibit of, like, stuff that came from there, or they covered yes. something, like, they were yes. associated no. with it. Yeah. yeah, and you know what, the more, like, I've been looking into this for a couple of years, and every time I go back to it, they, they scrub more from the internet. Like, they don't want... And, they don't teach this in school. This is like so fascinating that there's, you know, in the names of like some of the, um, um, some of the, the parts of the Grand Canyon almost look like melted pyramids. I can't think of the name of it, but it's actually named after a pyramid there. Oh. But I mean, it's so crazy when you look at it with a different set of eyes, you can almost see it. Well, I mean, there's you know. even parts of Utah that I've that um, I've had a, a you know a, a listener, Big Woolly Mammoth. Shout out to him again. Yeah, uh, would send me pictures because he's had he's spent time in Utah and he's gone there and like like some of the stuff there. Like I'd even said to him, I was like, some of that stuff almost looks like melted architecture. Really, some of the oh, mountains. Oh, like and shit. Bryce Canyon is amazing. What that looks like. I I mean, it's yeah, Utah's a beautiful state. That's for sure. Um, where I live, Southern Utah, looks like Sedona. It's like Sedona with Mormons. Like, oh, I can't wait to get out of there. It's like, you know, and the Mormons own everything. Like the state liquor store, you guys, this is like socialism light. They own the liquor store, so you can only get beer, maybe wine at the at the grocery store, but you can't get, not that I drink or anything or I care, but for people that, you know, you had to go to the state liquor store between 10 and 5, to buy if you wanted vodka or anything. You could only buy it, and there's only one in town, and this is for, uh, at the time, 50,000 people that lived there. One liquor store, and that's where you could buy your liquor, and they were closed on Sunday. And you weren't allowed <laughs> to drink until after, or buy liquor until after noon on Sunday, like beer and wine. And now, was that place owned by a Mormon? Yeah. The oh, Mormons own the state yeah. liquor stores. And then, get this, I was running a restaurant in Green Valley, and, and you should, so... You shouldn't be I, drinking, but he has a liquor store. Right, yeah. no, they, all have, they own the liquor stores. Isn't that insane? And so um, so I would, like, take the clicker off because they would have the, the DBA would come in and 
and they would measure your clicker on your bottle to make sure you won't weren't over pouring and your liquor cells could not be above 30% of your food, you know, like food cells. And I'm like, how is anyone going to make any money? Because that's where you make your money. And so I would take the clicker off and just, you know, heavy pour and try to get away with it because, you know, you, you like one shot for a margarita for, you know, customers coming in. I'm like, God, that's so like, like a little shot. Like their shots weren't like regular. They're like little shots. Oh, so, um, yeah, there's all kinds of strange things about living in Utah. It's not like anywhere else. Maybe Canada. Uh, I know Canada, they control their state liquors. They have the same kind of controls on the liquor stores. Oh, I did not know that with Canada. Yeah. That's interesting. But, um, yeah, no, the, the state owns every, the Mormons own er- and run everything. They're in charge of it all. Yeah, I know, uh, now, do you know anything about the ranch in Florida? No, but I read up on it. I mean, a little bit. Like I, um, I've often I'm wondered sure. if, if they chose Florida for that because I think on the map it is kind of directly across Jerusalem. Right? Uh, yeah, that's so strange. Well, you know, yeah, and I keep think going back to Disneyland and Disney, and it's not far from Disney either. Their ranch. I, think I know. It's like I, would, I wouldn't think it away. would be yeah. knowing that knowing them and and their um. Oh, I was going to send you something. It was like $6 Mormon night at Disneyland. We used to go all, I can't even tell you how many times I've been to Disneyland. They would close Disneyland down for the Mormons in like San Diego or Southern California. And, um, and then it would be like $6 Disney, Disney night for Mormons. We wouldn't have to wait in line or anything. And, I know that there's some ties to the more and Mormons love Disneyland. Like you would not believe Love That's it. That's really interesting. That now I'm I'm just assuming there isn't like a Catholic or Christian or Jewish day for the Disney World. Right? No, there's not. <laughs> okay, I've so, never heard of that. So there's a Mormon no. day though. Okay. There's That's Mormon, very yeah. weird. Yeah. Wow. You know what you know what I came across too that they seem to they seem to have liked a lot too, and now I don't know if it's because I, I think he did use some of their verbiage or some of the words from the Book of Mormon. Uh I think it was uh God, I forgot now. J- J- uh, J- Tolkien, the guy oh, who wrote yeah. Lord of the Rings, and that's and the other one. Uh, they seem to have liked him. I think by BYU, their women's basketball team even used like a quote for his uh, at one point. Huh? Yeah, I found. I think I covered that in episode six. It was just you know oh, another I weird. Not right. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, it was one of those coincidences or just a conspiracy things at the beginning of episode six. I think I just covered real quick that they do seem to have a, a like for Tolkien. And I think more. Can you hit the button for Jack Allen's conspiracy or just yeah. a conspiracy or just a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to hit it before, but I wasn't sure if you knew what it was, and I didn't want to fuck you all up. I was fucking close to that, mate. I love it. I was going to oh do it before. God. I love that. I love Every it. time you do that, I just rule. <laughs> yeah, oh, so was I. Jack as well, and I love Jack. Yeah. I love Jack <laughs> Allen. Oh yeah, my god, yeah, yeah. he's precious. Awesome guy. Right? Yeah, he is. He is. Um, is there anything else? I mean, we can always have you back on again. Unfortunately, I mean, I got maybe another five or 10 minutes if you have anything else to cover, but, uh, no, I think, um, I think that's probably it for now, but I'd love to come back and talk about, um, Isaac Cappy and Tracy Twyman too, like just newer stuff. Um, just off the, I, I knew Isaac a little bit. Like I know you, New York, like from DMS and talking to him. Um, and I was really shocked when he died. Like I just, my mind was blown and 
a few other people have died, you know, that were involved with him. That is just, um, I think we need to shine a light on it and start talking about it. And, um, you know, we shine a light on all those roaches so they can scatter like bugs. That's what they are. That's what they are. Yeah. Uh, you for for what you I mean right now coming on and sharing this this imperative information uh, you are beyond brave. Yeah. Um, and, oh, no, and, not, and I respect you for that. Thank I, you. But really, I don't know about that, but you'll you know when I when when and if I do talk about you know Isaac and Tracy and the guy I'll refer to as shithead who is probably involved <laughs> in their murders and his connection that goes all the way up to Trump and General Flynn. Oh. It's a pretty heavy oh. shit. So, so maybe we'll thank you for that one. Really? <laughs> Cause yeah. That's gonna yes, be yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know what? That's, that's what wow. I thought we, we might get into that today. And it was really, that's when I'm like, ah, no, you know, no, well, I'd definitely love to have you back on for that. For sure. Yes, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I think that, do you know, since New York Patriot and Lux did the um, Skinwalk series, and I, I like with Mormons have since, but like from like doing a little bit of research on it, since found out that in England there is a, an absolutely massive Mormon followed population. Uh, I'm not oh, sure yeah. if it was the the is it the FLDS. Oh, but I know it's LDS. And no, I think it's LDS because they started sending over, like when I told you Jesus, Joseph Smith started banging yeah, someone else's yeah. wife, um, they were sending them over to England. That was where they right, were like, right. a lot of people came oh, from Scotland. Oh, that's interesting. Scotland and England. Like I had yeah. almost like a godfather, and his name was uh, Joe Wilson, and he was from Scotland. But right. no, they really, they really brought a lot of people over and promised them a lot. You know, they thought they were going to get like housing and land and everything. See, that's that's where I thought, and I, I really didn't want to spend the time or try to like mind fuck the people, but I really do. Th you know, the listeners. When I was looking into Bigelow, because like, I was like determined. Bigelow's family's from it. Yeah, that's what made me looking after you saying that, mate. He, um, his family's from Sussex. Yeah. Yes, yes, and I think it changes over to like Bujolay or Bigelow. It's still like kind of the same. Kind of the same yeah. spelling, or uh, you can even find a Bigelow crest that you know is for Suffolk. I think Suffolk, England, and the the crest is very close looking to Rice University. That's I which, remember you saying yeah, that. That's crazy. So I really do think Bigelow is is, uh, is associated in some way, or was like the family. I really do yeah. think like the same yeah. Robert Bigelow. I do think there's something going on with him and the Mormons. Over there's there. something going on, and there's another place too that you and Lux might want to get into is um, the Stardust Ranch is like um, Skinwalker. Oh, I've heard of that. Arizona. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just like Skinwalker, but it's Arizona's, and there's a lot of Mormons here, by the way. Tons of Mormons in oh, Arizona. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So are they like scattered, scattered, you know what I mean, all over America, like in all the states? Yeah, but they're my, they settled Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, and uh, right. they settled parts. They came here. The Mormon battalion came through Arizona during the Mexican-American War. Um, anyhow. But I know you have to get going, New York, so yeah, I don't want to yeah. keep you in New York. Yeah, one thing I just, because you just said Nevada again, and, and I do find it interesting. The one I did cover, when we covered the Order of Quetzalcoatl, they were very big in Nevada, and they also, Quetzalcoatl also would take trips to the Pyramid in Chichen Itza 
which there is LDS oh. tours to go to the pyramid and Chichen Itza. It's crazy, man. So it's just like, yo, what the fuck? How does this all line up? It's so freaking weird. Conspiracy yeah, yeah. or just a coincidence? <laughs> I had to one more time before we go. Just, just for you, Denise. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking love that. Oh, that's the best. Yo, I hate that I had to actually cut it cut it short. You know, I'm sorry for that. It's just, like I said, I ended up being stuck in physical therapy way longer than I thought. Um, but we definitely, I would definitely love to have you back on with, you know, me and Lee will have you back on again to cover more. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I had, a, I had a great time with you, Denise, and I really appreciate you coming on. And you Thank did a good you. job. At, you know, I really appreciate you doing, you did a good job. You know? That Thank was brilliant. You. It really was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh my gosh! Thank yeah, you. No, no, no. You did it for someone who's never done this before. You did an awesome job, and I really appreciate really? it. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Well, I wouldn't uh, be telling you to have you back on again if I thought you sucked. To be totally honest with you. So. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't. Good, I don't right? just say that to sound nice. If I say that, it's because I mean it. So I definitely will have you back yeah. on for this. I, well, I appreciate you guys so yeah. much and letting me share uh, my story. Oh, so we'll talk soon. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, yeah. now you said you want me to put your link in there for instagram or no if people yeah. want to contact you so i'll put you a link in there do you want to tell everybody what it was again um it's um what is it uh, october sky zero six six yeah october sky zero six six okay and then uh yeah i'll put that in there and then lee if you want to real quick just plug your show and then we'll wrap it up yeah uh, generally uh subconscious realm podcast available on anchor and spotify uh, Twitter is at subcon realms thirty three, Instagram at subcon underscore realms thirty three, and email subconsciousrealms at gmail dot com. Awesome. Thank you very much, Thank Lee. You. All right. his links will be in the bottom as well as uh, Denise's Thanks, our October Sky, as she calls herself on Instagram. Uh, <coughs> Thank you very much for coming on. I actually, I really, yeah. truly had a good had a good time. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good to hear it, like thank hear an actual person talk about this, yeah. and um, you presented everything good. So, I really thank couldn't you. thank you enough, Denise, and I had a good time. All right, and all right, we'll talk soon, guys. Definitely. Thank you, thank all right. you. you have Thanks. a good day. You too. Later. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. So, yeah, so Later. that is the, I guess that's the end of another NY Patriot uh, slash Subconscious Realms episode. So. Thanks, mate. That was yeah, uh, I had a fucking. Really... I'm very surprised at that, mate. That was uh, it was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, so did I. I thought that was uh, really good, and I definitely yeah. want to. Uh, I'm very interested to hear what she has to say about uh, yeah, Cappy yeah. and Tracy Twyman, because uh, Tracy Twyman's another one. You know, I I think that whole death is very shady, and she was doing a lot of good work, and I think she's putting a For lot sure. of people out there. And I think you know, I mean, come on, but yeah, yeah, so, she was. So her work was brilliant, mate. I just like it was such a shame. Uh, I tell you, what, I would have loved to have got her on. Oh God, for sure, I would have had her on. You know, there, I mean, to be totally honest with you, it was a lot of her stuff that got us on the whole Quetzalcoatl and well, the Shriner stuff, the Justice and the Shriners. You know, like I came across. That. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and I used, yeah. I used some of her stuff, and then I did actually check. I checked her references. I checked. You know, case numbers that she had covered, and they were all real. And I was like, "Fuck!" I she was thorough. She was. Uh, yeah. She was brilliant, mate. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess that is uh, until the next one. I guess that is the end of another NY Patriot episode. Uh, Lee, thank you for coming on and co-hosting with me as well. So always a pleasure and an honor, mate, working with you. Yeah. So yeah. So that is the end of another NY Patriot episode. And until the next one, everybody be well. Later. Thank you. <laughs>